And now, a brand new episode of Script to Screen Spotlight with hosts Alan Mahana and Hod Solo. And welcome to our first official Wednesday episode of Script to Screen Spotlight. I'm super, super excited uh, that we are finally on Wednesdays. It's it's kind of it's kind of dope. It's kind of dope. Not gonna lie. Actually, I think this might be our second Wednesday episode. I'm very confused. Uh, got my dates all jumbled up. But um, we have been telling you guys that Wednesdays are going to start being our official spotlight. Uh, episode airings, our, our spotlight episodes are going to air on Wednesdays. Um, and this is exciting. Uh, same show, just different, uh, different day. Um, that way we, you don't get us twice in a row. You get a little break and then, uh, you, uh, you visit us again at the studio here, um, with script to screen news hour. Um, and as I say this, I realize that this could have been a very, very easily avoided sentence, but, uh, there it is. Um, and the person who reminded me that this could have been easily avoided is sitting with me in the studio here uh so let me just bring him on here uh the one and only solo too much about hard solo dude i have no idea what to say this is <laughs> such a weirdo is, intro it is yeah but well why did you start with a sean connery-ish kind of i don't know i don't know what happened i been scottish lately lad yeah i don't know welcome hey, to lad, what are you talking about <laughs> script to screen website i don't know porn dreams porn <laughs> i mean it's it's wednesday it's already been a long week it's, um, it's always a long week man <laughs> you never end oh man so um our spotlight today is all about war cinema what is it good for Absolutely nothing. nothing. <laughs> um, so uh, let's let's kind of uh, um, jump right in here. Let's not waste too much time uh, talking about uh, war films or films that uh, you know involve uh, war and battles and, and and all that good stuff. So why do you think uh, uh, audiences are fascinated with this genre of cinema? The blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. Know. Well, it's look. It's. The epicness of two sides uh, figuring something out without words. I don't know. It's it's, sure, it's the yeah. physicality. It's yeah, the, yeah. It is. It is the, maybe the blood. I think it's the spectacle. People. Honestly, I think it's it's yes. just interesting to get to see you know battles happening in front of you. I think there there is a sort of fascination with us wanting to see uh, a bloodshed and aggression yeah. and you know I don't know good versus evil. Even Absolutely. maybe um, you know the lengths one would one takes to defeat evil, um, you know, uh, and even getting a sneak peek into history that, you know. Exactly. That's what I wanted to say is that it's not just, uh, okay, so you have different types of war movies. Mm -hmm. We could be talking about very historical things like uh, Braveheart, uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Or you could be talking about wars happening on a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, or or a war where people get snapped away in just half a second. Or that too. So so many different Or with fictional characters like elves and orcs. Exactly, or with uh, wizards, wizards, and yeah, and, yeah, 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 and broomsticks, and bro- no, stop, and roses and um, or giant robots, yes, or or romantic comedies, which are referred to as war movies for some guys. Sure, I mean, 
<laughs> there is a romantic comedy. I think it's called This Is War, by this the This Is way. War, yeah. Chris, Chris Pine, Pine yeah. Uh, Tom Hardy, yeah. I think. Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, is she the one she's in between the love them? Yeah. Oh, ew. Stop saying inappropriate things on Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> what? A, oh, in between them. Okay, got it. Um, <laughs> um, but I, you know, for filmmakers, I think for us, why we like war films is, I think, production-wise. Yeah. Uh, just to get to see. Um, you know, how much work goes into setting up some of those scenes and and all the production design and the prosthetic work and the makeup and the visual effects and, the you know, um, stunts and explosions and all that stuff. I think I, for me, I think I've, I've always been fascinated with that myself, um, you know, getting to see how much work goes into one of those sequences or, or all that stuff. I mean, you know, d just looking at some of the making of, of, um, saving private Ryan is just, I mean, it's better than the movie. Yeah. Well, and, and honestly, without disrespecting anyone who, who, who does this, but I miss the older war movies where it was, there weren't special effects. It CGI. Was, yeah. yeah. You're we, talking, well, I mean, uh, there were effects, uh, right. But not like, but they weren't visual effects. effects. Right, right, right. They, they, they were more they like a fake horse. Or they whatever. were special effects yeah. and not visual effects. Exactly. And, 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 and that had such a grander, especially because in, in oh, yeah. days it was harder to get of all course. these extras and all these people and all these, uh, all this blood, seriously, uh, absolutely. I don't know what is it with me. There would be blood today. <laughs> it's a bloody Wednesday, lads. Um, I mean, I mean, if you, you me. if you just consider um, the battle on Hoth uh, yeah. in in Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars Episode Five, um, that alone. I mean, all the miniatures and all all that work that George Lucas um, and I think it was Irving, right, the um, director. Yeah, um, I forget K his K first Kirshner. name. Was it Kirshner? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the amount of time and effort that it took them to do stop motion animation to be able to sh visualize the ad ads and the, and and all the you know like the 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 ships and all that stuff it, that that is now all easily done on a keyboard and a computer. Yeah. And uh, you're right, it does lose some of its grandeur and some of like, oh my god, how did they pull this off? Because we really. I mean, the answer is easy now. Oh, it's computerized. You know, like they did it using a software. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it is kind of sad. It is kind of sad. Okay, Mr. Solo. Okay, okay, okay. Let's start talking about some of our favorite battle sequences in films. And it also could be television. We could cheat. Yeah, okay. I feel you already cheated. <laughs> no, I didn't actually. I was very, very, very close to cheating, but I did not. Okay. I did not. I did not. All right. So uh, throw us uh, one of your favorite battle sequences. I'm going to go with... We picked three, yeah? I have a few. Okay, cool. I have like 12. No, cool, 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 uh, cool, cool, cool. 12. No, 12 years a slave. Uh, I don't know what's, what's wrong with me and my, my, my humor and my blah. All right. So yeah, uh, I'm going to go back to when I was a kid because I think this is one of the sequences I watched the most as a child. Okay. Uh, it was Willow, the Ooh, Ron Howard okay. movie. And I have yet to see that. You have, well, okay. I don't think it's aged very well. Yeah, but then again, I did see, I did see, what's it called? Um, Dark Crystal. And I okay. mean, that's Muppets yeah. almost. So, I, I mean, I don't mind. I mean, some scenes are pretty if good. If the story I mean, is good, I'm game. I, I like it, but try not to compare it to Lord of the Rings. or. You know, oh my God, nothing can be compared to Lord of the Rings. Well, yeah, because orcs and blah, blah, sure. and, and trolls and stuff. Okay. Uh, so, so there is this one scene in the movie towards, uh, uh, during the entire movie, they... They have to get this baby to to this castle where there's this big army, which 
uh, will defend this baby because this baby's been chosen sure. and will defeat the evil witch uh, would, whose name I completely forgot. Okay. But anyway, that's not not important. And so what happens? Because she's evil. Because she's evil. <laughs> she's a witch. That witch. You see, I'm not saying a bad word, but people know what I mean. Uh-huh. Uh, so they get to this huge, huge castle. Willow, the small... Uh, the, the, uh, dwarf? I don't know if he's called a dwarf in the movie. A phobit? No, okay, the hobbitish looking fella. Okay. Uh, and then uh, his, uh, his his sidekick, if you want, or his the guy he befriends, which is Mad Martin, Mar- Mad Martigan, which is played by Val Kilmer. Uh-huh. The baby and two very, very, very tiny people, which are like few centimeters, like five, six centimeters long, which also, I'm very bad at the name. Thing. It's fine. It's cool. But but here's the, the fun part. So they get to the castle and... They're going to be saved by these, 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 this kingdom, which is going to help them fight the, the evil army. And they get there and everyone's been turned into stone or, or they're, they're not, they're not Ooh, there. And so the whole battle the sequence. The plot thickens. It's very interesting because the whole battle is Mad Martigan, Willow, the two small people, uh, a, a, a good witch, which has been turned into an animal at that point. Okay. And the baby against the whole freaking army. Interesting. And one thing leads to another, and Willow's trying to be a wizard in this movie. And, okay. And accidentally turns a monster, a, a kind of monkey-like monster, into this humongous, two-headed, flame-throwing dragon monster, which is attacking. And and it's so much fun. It's okay. so unexpected. Okay. And, and Val Kilmer's character sets booby traps left and right, and he tries. So it's like to, Home Alone in fantasy, bro. It is, but it is so dope. It is so much fun. Okay. Uh, it is so creative. And imagine like a seven, eight-year-old kid watching this uh, again in Cyprus, not much to do, yeah. you know, these, these videos. And it was in French, uh, and the movie's in English, but I had a VHS, which was in French. Mm-hmm. And it took me, you know, it, it it took me away, drifted me away into one of those first fantasy worlds and very well choreographed for the time, very well done for the time, uh, kind of gory for a kid, but mm-hmm. whatever. And it was a, an epic battle scene, but the twist was, it was five guys against an army, five yeah. people against an army. And, and the only one who can technically fight was Val, Val Kilmer. Kilmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... He finds this whole armor, which he wears, and he's badass. And it, it is a very, very interesting war kind of cool warish moment. And, and there are other battle sequences, but this specific battle sequence within this movie was just, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, um, I, I think I think I like your your uh, excitement about it. I think I think that that's it's very infectious. I think I might have to go watch Willow now. Um, mine is also uh, uh, you know a, a very childlike. Um, uh, no, I'm totally kidding. Um, the one I'm going to be talking about is uh, Helm's Deep um, from the Two Towers. Yeah, very childish. Very childish, right? Um, I think for me. The Helm's Deep sequence in uh, the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, um, I think it tops all of the battles in in the entirety of mm-hmm. the trilogy. I think it's so well crafted um, narratively, but it's also visually um, just just thrilling. Um, you know, the heroes are stuck in this in this. Um, almost like this uh, sanctuary, which is kind of in a corner uh, in the middle of a giant, you know, mountain. So they're, co- so they're essentially, they're cornered. Mm. And here comes, a, a, you know, tens of thousands of orcs, uh, uh, you know, to, uh, what is it? To, um, to, um, 
to rid the world of men, essentially, uh, is the line that that Aragorn says uh, in the film. And you have, you know, it's like there's no hope. And then the elves arrive just in the nick of time before the battle begins. So it's the elves and the humans. And then as hope is continuing to diminish Gandalf arrives with the Rohirrim uh, you know the the knights of 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 yeah. Rohan and they also help save the it's just it's beautiful i think the, the entire sequence on its own is so beautifully crafted it's so beautifully directed the action is easily followed it's very coherent you're not confused at any point um um you know you go through all these emotions of laughter between aragorn and gimli to heartbreak to uh you know excitement to it's just a great a great sequence and then obviously the score for that for that scene is is Mm. is marvelous um um but it's it's one of my favorite battle sequences in in cinema Nice. Yeah. I like it. Number two? It's a, it's a very good, it, it definitely is a very good battle scene. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I, isn't isn't it the scene where uh, Legolas throws... Uh, yeah, Gimli? he throws the she... Uh, no, it's Aragorn that, Aragorn throws, that throws Gimli. Yeah, like, because throw, then, throw, yeah. yeah, yeah, because then uh, Gimli tells him, don't tell the elf, you yeah. know, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but then also Legolas has the shield thing on, on the yes. stairs, or he, like he's skateboarding yeah. down the stairs and throwing down his, you know, like, and whipping out um, uh, arrows. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's great. It's great. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, my, my second one is is going to be a much more recent film. Okay, I went back in time and now uh, back to uh, the future last, last year. <laughs> sure, okay, sure. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. I have to go with the final battle in Infinity War. Oh yeah, uh, I was just the one with Thanos. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Iron Man Wakanda. versus uh, no, no, the Wakanda. Oh, the one in Wakanda. In Wakanda. Okay, the final scene. Sure. When Thor arrives. When Thor arrives, when all hope is lost. And because what's interesting is... Well, I mean, the movie ends with hope lost anyway, but yeah. sure. But, but then for, for a moment... <laughs> for a moment. Thor comes and you're like, okay, he's going to save the day. Is he going to kill him? What's going to happen? It's it's such an emotional roller, roller you coaster. You should have gone for the head. Yes. And, yep. Yeah. But the way it's structured, where it starts out as them trying to remove... Uh, the the stone from Vision's uh, forehead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then trying to buy him time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and slowly develops into something. And w- uh, with Captain America, someone give this man a sh- will someone give mm-hmm. this man a will shield? Someone give this man a shield. Uh, it's just so good. Each character has his moment to shine. Yep. His moment where you're like, no, no, he's he's kaput, he's done. And then something happens. That that scene with the Scarlet Witch mm-hmm. and Black Widow. Kind of teaming mm-hmm, up, mm-hmm. Uh, fighting. It's, it's Scarlet Witch, Black Widow, and um, uh, Okoye. I forget her name. Okoye. 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 And fighting, I don't know the names. I forgot completely the names of the two. Well, yeah, they're the children of Thanos. Yeah, they're the like the children of Thanos. Of Thanos. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the effects are quite good in this. Yes, yes, they and are. And when that shield comes down, mm-hmm. and then it, it, these these monsters. I don't know. I don't even know yeah. what the hell to call them. They, they, they go into the shield and they start disintegrating and then slowly they start to go in one by one and the tension builds up slowly and slowly and slowly till they, till they decide the only way to do this is to, to open. open it up. Yeah, because they're they're about to yeah. get surrounded. Exactly. So they have to kind of like... And to make them go into mm-hmm. one direction and then the whole Wakanda forever. And then thing, thing after thing leads. Thor comes down with Rocket. There's the humor part between Bucky and uh, uh, Rocket where he's like, can I, nice arm. Yeah. 
uh, and then he carries him and like, starts <laughs> shooting left and right. It, it, it is such an amazing sequence till that very last second where you think that, yes, they got Thanos, he's done, he's frightened. And then, and then Thanos says the line that we said, said earlier, you know, like, you should have snap gone for their head. And, and the aftermath. Because it, it all builds yeah, up. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. It's that, like like that last 20, 25 yeah. minutes, I think, 30 minutes of, of the movie is so epic. And, you know, you have to hand it to the Rousseau brothers. Wow. They've done an amazing job inside the MCU. I'm not going to just say Infinity War. I think yes, every film yes. that they have worked on has been excellent. Um, right. um, and now they have a TV show, actually, on, uh, on sci-fi oh. that they're executive producing. They're the showrunners on that. Nice called Deadly Class. It's also based off of a comic and it's some of the most creative uh, uh, um, storytelling I've ever seen in a TV show. It's actually super, super good. Super good. Cool. You should check it out. I will. That was my number two. Um, My number two is actually, um, strangely enough, it's, uh, although I dislike the movie, I think it has some of the greatest um, pirate battle movie, you know, pirate battle, pirate fighting uh, uh, in, uh, and it has to be Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, which is number three uh, in the uh, Kira Knightley Orlando Bloom arc. Who's the bad guy in that one? Uh, it's all of them, actually. I, it's Davy Jones, but it's also like, it, it's the one where there's yeah. like all the pirates and they're all fighting together. And, you know, there's that, that kind of like that um, whirlpool in the yes, ocean yes. and okay, okay, everybody's okay. fighting uh, against uh, everybody. And it's so, it's so much fun. I mean, this is kind of like pirate battle, the, the epitome of yeah. pirate battle. Um, um, I love it. I think it's, it's beautifully well-crafted, um, beautiful sword fighting sequences with pirates swinging on ropes and all that stuff. I think that one for me does it. I, I, I'm going to speak briefly about it because I don't like the movie, but I do want to mention that this is kind of, this is the one part of the movie that I really, really enjoy. Okay. Number three. Number three is going to have to be the opening sequence of Gladiator. Ooh, yes. Which is, the, the whole movie as, as a movie is just fantastic. Right, right. And I think we tackled this last week. Why do we need a sequel? Yes. Why? But, I think but, we, tackled, we tackled it a while back, not just last week. A while I think, back? Yeah, it was probably. a while back. It feels like. Well, a couple of hours ago. I mean, well, it's because we've been on and off this this month. It's yeah. been crazy for us this month. Yeah. We'll tell you why. There is a very justifiable reason as to why we've been yeah. so on and off. I am the I am the cause of this. It's all your fault, man. I am the cause of this. We'll tell you very very soon. I do promise. Yeah. So so the opening scene is so so good. It it shows you Russell Crowe's character, uh, Maximus uh, eh, Maximus. Uh, how 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 tough he is! What a good general he was! How loved he was by his soldiers! The mm-hmm. respect he has, and that 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 move that eventually translates uh, when he becomes a gladiator, when he grabs the soil and puts it in his hand, and, and they were fighting the the, the Germanish kind of army, but Bavarian army or something, mm-hmm. and they send one soldier to go talk to them, and uh, they send his head back, and then. Unleash hell. Yeah. And yeah. then that that is the line, isn't yeah, it? That's, yeah. that's Russell Crowe's line. Unleash hell with the bow and arrows flying left and right. And very good one-to-one physical combat. Yes. Very very good. Roman, very true to and Roman. Very rough. You know, like even though there was quite some use of CGI on that movie, uh, mainly the Colosseum. Yeah. Which was uh, filled at one quarter and then they CGI'd the, the Yeah. Uh, yeah. And but, the Tigers. And the Tigers. Yeah, that was kind of a yeah. but it's okay that's all right we'll but, forgive it it's a good movie but yeah absolutely fantastic opening scene yeah and sets up the the rise 
if you want the I was going to say, if, if you're going to say it sets up the sequel, I'm going to punch you in the face. No, it sets up the rise of Maximus <laughs> yes. and his direct fall yep. into nothingness. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, finally, for me, it is a tie. Oh. Um, it is a tie for number three. Um, and uh, both of them are actually, they're, they're Star Wars films, both of them. Um, and I'm going to say uh, they're, in their, they're in the prequels. I'm feeling you're gonna Phantom Menace this. No, 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 not Phantom Menace this at all. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. This. So the reason why I like this stadium uh, uh, fight mm -hmm. at the end of Attack of the Clones yeah. is because in the history of Star Wars, it was the first time on the big screen that we saw so many Jedi fighting together. I think this is what makes the scene so epic for me. Is is you're kind of seeing all these different Jedi knights fighting together. They're fighting the droids, uh, so many different lightsabers. Um, it's it's a fun sequence for me because of that. Um, um, the choreography is really cool. You get some really nice aerial shots. So you're seeing very small. You know, you see them at very very small. Uh, you know, distance. They're they're very small, but then you also see the the sabers kind of fighting and all that stuff. And I, I'm a big Jedi, you know, Jedi yeah. Sith lightsaber duel kind of person. Um, um, uh, so that for me, that scene for me, that sequence for me is a, a, a lot of fun. You're also kind of you, you get teased with the origin story of of um, of Boba Fett. Yeah. In that moment, which is which is kind of nice. Um, and it it's tied with the opening battle scene of Revenge of the Sith, which is all in space. Yes. I think it was one of the most epic space battle sequences that we have seen. Um, um, I would debate that maybe the, the the space battle sequence in Rogue One or like The Force Awakens is also very epic as well. Um, but I do like the Revenge of the Sith uh, one very much yeah. because it was very, very fluid, very animated. There was a lot going on. Um, and, and again, the the banter between Obi-Wan and Anakin is 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 gold uh, for me. Uh, and I think uh, Revenge of the Sith, Hayden Christensen, I feel like really understood who Anakin was at this point um, because his acting and his performance as Anakin in Revenge of the Sith is way better than what he did yeah. in, in Attack of the Clones. Absolutely. So um, that's pretty basically it for me. Cool. Um, on that. So really quick, let's list uh, uh, three of our most favorite uh, war movies um, and then basically say why. All right. Just very briefly, though. Let's not let's not yeah, kind of yeah. like delve in too much. But so you can go with your first one. I'm going to go with the first one, which is going to be very quick, which is Gladiator. OK. For, for reasons of the Maximus's character is such an interesting. OK. He has a great arc. Uh, that's my first one. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. Okay. Unless you want me to. I no, don't no. Know. I mean, unless you have something specific you want to share. Look, it's it's a beautiful movie. Yeah, it yeah? is. Yeah, it's, it is. What's not to love? Gladiators. And yeah. It's, it's something that hadn't been done for a while. Yeah, yeah. And very true. Very true. So I, I really enjoy that film. All right. Um, my favorite uh, war movie or, number, you know, first in my favorite war movies would have to be none other than Black Hawk Down. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, whoa. I mean, this movie does not romanticize anything. No. I mean, it is harsh. It is brutal. It is uh, gut-wrenching, but it is so good. Mm -hmm. It is so good. Who directed this? I, Ridley Scott, right? Yes. Ridley Scott as well. Look at that. Two Ridley Scott movies in a row. Um, just genius movie. Genius film. Genius filmmaking. Um, uh, just just beautiful performances all around from the ensemble cast. Uh, jo uh, you know, Josh Hartnett. 
Uh, Ewan McGregor is in it. Eric Bana. Eric Bana is in it. I think uh, Tom Hardy is in it as well, if I'm not mistaken, for a very small role. So, perhaps. Um, you know, v- very good film. One of my faves. Nice. I'm going to go for, uh, well, The Last Samurai. Ooh. I, it, it is a movie I really enjoy because it's, it's so good. Every time it's on TV, I can't skip it. You can't not watch it, it because it's Tom Cruise. Look, a lot of people don't like Tom Cruise. I've heard that a lot. I love him. I don't he, care. They, they feel he, Tom Cruise is the hell out of his movies. Well, I mean, but he's he ha- Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise. And, and in The Last Samurai, it's just the, his whole arc. Again, I, I like it when a character is taken on a journey. Yeah, when yeah for sure. When he starts off as something and really changes and yeah. embraces the value of the samurai. Yeah, yeah. And it is such an interesting culture. Yeah. It is such a, if you want, secretive kind of mm-hmm. uh, culture. Not yeah, yeah. much is known about them. Kind of and like the Jedi. Kind of like the Jedi. <laughs> well, you, you know that. He was very inspired, inspired by, by the them. Samurai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's his name? Ken Watanabe? Yes. Oh, who I discovered so in this good. movie. Uh, so good! Wow! Wow! Right! What a performance! Right? And and that that final the final battle, which is oh, also on the battle, horses, right? On the horses, yeah, mentioning yeah. and when they're being shot, and and where the whole army stops, and the the, the opposing army stops and can't fight them anymore out of respect of what they're trying to do, out of very uh, look. This movie's yeah. this movie's gold. So much honor, so much you know these traditions, these values. And I just love that. Yeah, and for all those people who think Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise's is movie, uh, movies a lot or whatever, yeah, the moment you you get as big as Tom Cruise, remind me that you're not doing the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say. Agreed, agreed. That's all I got to say. Um, number two for me would have to be War for the Planet of the Apes. Um, yeah. And the reason why I like this film is because it flipped war films on its head mm-hmm. because it was an internal war yeah. and not necessarily an external one, showing you that internal wars can be just as brutal mm-hmm. as external wars. I think it's uh, Andy Serkis's is best performance in all of these movies. Um, Woody Harrelson, my lord, his role in this is so good. Mm. It is so, so, yeah. so good. And then the ending. I mean, what a beautiful end to Caesar's journey and what a beautiful opening up of the universe. And I really hope that someday down the line, we get more stories in that universe because uh, as long as they're at the same caliber as as uh, that trilogy was. Because mm-hmm. uh, for me, it's right up there with Lord of the Rings, Godfather, and you know Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, the last movie I'm going to talk about is, is not necessarily one of my favorites. Okay. But it's a movie I, I found very interesting. It's okay. Hacksaw Ridge. Ooh, okay. Because, because the whole angle behind this movie is very interesting. Yeah, because the soldier who won't kill. Exactly. Yeah. And ends up being bullied and ends up being made fun of for his for his beliefs. Passivism, again, again. yeah. yeah. And Mel Gibson, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And the, the heroism that... You see how it's also it shows you how destructive war is. Yeah, for sure. And how there is, as you said, there's an internal war. Yeah. These people are against this fellow who won't carry a gun or a weapon. And so him saving these lives, mm-hmm. these people, one after the other, 
Uh, wow. I mean, I don't know what to say. It's 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 a very powerful film. Great, yeah. Film, yeah. I was not expecting that to be on your list, yeah, it's actually. An anti, it's a kind of an anti-war film. It's an anti-war film, war film. Yeah. yeah. So kind of like the loophole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It, it's, it's very Inception-y of you yeah. to do that. Very Inception-y. The final film on my list will have to be none other than Pearl Harbor. I know I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this. But I know you like it. So. I love that movie. I, I You know, I, is it overly romanticized? Yeah, absolutely. Is it overly melodramatic? Sure. Um, but I love it. I love Kate Beckinsale in this. I love Ben Affleck in this. And I love Josh Hartnett in this. Mm-hmm. And I love what Michael Bay does um, with this movie. Uh, it's some of the best action sequences I've seen. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love it. I love the melodrama that he creates within this war. I, I, I really enjoy it. And I have, I, I've seen the extended cut of this film. Like, I love the soundtrack of it. Um, uh, it's one of the best Zimmer soundtracks, in my opinion. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's why I love it. Awesomeness. Awesomeness. Are you, are you done with your... Yeah. Yeah. We're all good. Okay. All Here right. we go. A favorite performance in a war film, go. Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay, so my favorite performance, uh, is it one or are we talking about more? Because I have a few. Well, I mean, I chose one, but I could think of a few more. Okay. Because there's there's a lot like, of yeah, awesome yeah. performances. Sure. If, if Okay, the three I have, basically. Uh, I'm going to start with Josh Brolin in... Uh, Infinity War. Ooh, I yeah. Know, I know yeah, I talked yeah. about Infinity War before, but yeah, still, it's, it's fine. Again, again, it's the the motives that this yeah. this evil Titan has. Sure, are understandable. Yes, and and his, also his arc, his journey. This is what I like when a war movie isn't just about the war itself, but it's it's the evolution of a character. It's mm-hmm, what what mm-hmm, what changes mm-hmm. him, what drives him, what motivates him. And Thanos does have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he sees a problem in the universe, and very simply for him, the solution is to wipe out half of the universe. Yes, agree or disagree, there is no logicness to to. Yeah, to, I mean the, the brilliance, I think, to what the to you know to the credit of the screenwriters, what they did with this is they they really sold you the idea. Like you even, I mean, like I I I, I bet everybody in the movie theater at one point caught themselves going, you know what? Maybe he is right. You yeah. know, like <laughs> yeah. And, and what I like about it, and I'm gonna close on this, and and then sure. Uh, if you want to talk about yours, and I'll talk about a couple yeah, of others. Yeah. Uh, this is called Avengers Infinity War, but in reality, it's it's his movie. Oh yeah, it's Thanos' it's film, his film by far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Thanos show. Yeah, it is. Okay, everyone has their moment to shine, but it's all about Thanos. It is. Yeah. And wow. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. And he's purple. Brilliant. And he's purple. Um, I'm going to say. Um, I kind of mentioned this earlier. Uh, I am going to say Andy Circus in in War for the Planet mm-hmm. of the Apes. I think. Um, yes. And again, it, it it's kind of very similar to to Josh Brolin in Infinity War. It is a Mosher capture performance. Um, but I think. Um, the struggle that Caesar, uh, uh goes through the yes, arc, yes, the evolution yes. of his character, um, is just phenomenal. And, and it still angers me to this day that we still don't have a, a, a nomination for motion capture performances. They yes, are actors, yes, yes, they yes, are yes. acting. You cannot, you know, 
with the technology and the way the technology is working, you cannot deny that these are his emotions. These, these are his uh, facial changes. These are his uh, uh, um, behaviors and movements and, and all that stuff. Um, I think what Andy Serkis, I mean, by the end, you believe that he is real. You believe Caesar is literally standing in front of you um, uh, on that movie screen. So for me, I think um, Andy Serkis by far as Caesar in War for the Planet of the Apes, I think it is is a phenomenal performance. It's a phenomenal performance. I've got to agree with you. Yeah. I mean, from where he starts off in the first movie and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Planet, no, what was the yeah, Rise of the Rise Planet of the, Planet of, of, of the Apes. Uh, and then you had Dawn, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the and Apes, then and then it was War for the Planet of the Apes. So, so his whole arc and yeah. how he's moved on and how he's become this leader and has a family and has to care for his people. Mm-hmm. It, it it does bother me till this day, as you said, that these people are not getting the recognition yeah, they should for yeah, their performances. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just him. You have, the list is long. Oh, it's long. It's it's huge. You have a lot of actors that that just give so much, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and I think it's even harder. I know I'm going a bit off topic, but it's no, it's fine. harder to 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 act. W- w- Without interacting into, 100%. A, into a natural 100%. environment, having a blue screen behind you. Or- I mean, that is the talent of the actor. Yeah. I remember watching the Avatar behind the scenes, and at one point, Sigourney Weaver says, "You ha- we had to go back to the old days of, uh, 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 you know, of our um, acting education, where mm-hmm. we had to improvise and use our imagination to to think of what was there and to interact with what was there, yes. and and I mean, that is acting, you know." Like, for real. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, Andy Circus for me, gets it. Um, I, I'm think, I, I have a second one that I can talk about, okay. actually. So you can go ahead with your second one. My, my second one doesn't, like, play, play a huge war role, but he is in a, a war movie. He's sure. in Star Wars, and I'm talking about Han Solo. Oh, wow, because that's my second one, too. Not Han Solo, but... but someone from, from someone Star Wars. Someone from Star Wars. I, 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 again, someone's arc who's very interesting. Yeah, this yeah, scoundrel yeah. and this yeah, yeah, hockey yeah. You're SLB. talking New Hope? Yep. Okay. Yep, New Hope. How, and, and eventually how he, he of course. changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. But, you know, you're introduced to this, like, dodgy-looking guy. And even if you think about it, his introduction isn't that grandiose. Oh, no, it's he not. just, like, suddenly he's a character that pops up in, in the next shot. It's yep. not like there's a build-up to him, and he's talking to them. And, and, and then how, you know, he's cocky, and he starts to grow on them, and he grows mm-hmm, on you, mm-hmm. and... And when he leaves, and, and, and you know that he loves Luke at, at, at the end of the movie. He, he has an affinity towards this young it's boy. It's a true bromance. Come, it's a bromance. He's like, come with me, you know. If you uh, want to live. No, know. wait, sorry, wrong, wrong no, franchise. No, no, nine. Uh, and, 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 and when he comes back with the Millennium Falcon to save the day, I mean, Wow. I mean, yeah, when you look at where he began and you look at, you know, his appearance in The Force Awakens where he's like, the Jedi. The shit, it's all real. The light side, the dark side, all of it. It's true, it's true. all of it. You know, like, it's brilliant. It's brilliant to see that this was someone who was completely a non-believer, and yeah. by the end of the day, he couldn't deny the truth. He couldn't yeah. deny the existence of the Force and, and all of that. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. So Mr. Solo. So um, for me, it would have to be Mark Hamill in Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I yeah. think, look... As extremely soporatic and 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 melodramatic as as the acting is or the story is, look for someone to be able to pull off what Mark Hamill pulls off on that on that bridge. Yes, when he finds out the truth, and he yells out, you know, for, look at how dedicated 
Hamill is in that moment, you know, and I dare you not to think or appreciate his acting chops. I mean, he was so dedicated in that moment. He gave it his all in that moment. And then again, talk about serious arc by the end yes. of, you know, the last Jedi, look at his performance in that movie as well. And where Luke has, has come to and where he is now, um, I think, again, I think, you know, Mark Hamill in Empire Strikes Back, super, super good performance. Mm -hmm. Number three for you? Number three is going back also to a character I, uh, whose movie I talked about, uh, Russell Crowe. As, as Gladiator, Texas. yeah, yeah. Again, this man who had everything, who had it all, who had an army behind him. And his fall and his demise and his... Uh, Hazib, what's uh, the word? His struggle? suffering, his struggle, hardship, hardship. <laughs> you know, to, to 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 rise from from the ashes like yeah. a phoenix. No, okay. Yeah, yeah, but you know, to become this gladiator and to 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 have all these people in the the Coliseum cheer his yeah. name yeah. and not. Uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's characters. Yeah, I, I don't know why I'm forgetting these names. It's it's I fine. Shouldn't. It's cool. But yeah, and again, his ending, his 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 sacrifice mm -hmm. for, for for Rome. It's justified. It makes sense. It's a, he he is one of I think the best generals because if you want to talk about war and about someone who has a position of yeah, power, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, specifically within Roman times, such an interesting. Uh, performance. It's, it's such a beloved character to, to me. Great. Yes, I agree. Um, it isn't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily count as a war film, but I am going to mention that performance for me. Um, um, it would be in um, um, The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, um, and Sean Astin as uh, Samwise Gamgee. Yeah. I think, you know, that moment where he carries Frodo on his back, mm -hmm. the moment where he says goodbye to Frodo, Sam's arc in The Return of the King um, is just spectacular. I think it's, it, I mean, like I, I, I think I've said this on the show before yeah. i cannot not cry at the end of this film every single time frodo has to say goodbye to sam sean astin just completely destroys me i mean like he destroys me um and again you know this 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 loyalty this friendship between frodo and sam is is i think one of the best friendships ever written in in any form of medium whether it be the book or the or the movie um and uh you know, uh, his performance is, is just, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Agreed, agreed. It's so beautiful. So full of heart, I think. Yeah. Uh, so beautiful. All right. On that note, let's move on and say, uh, and share our uh, one underrated film. Yeah. Let's not do too I, many. I just have one. Actually. Yeah, I have one as well. Uh, you can go ahead with yours real quick. I'm going to go with another Tom Cruise special. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Ooh. Groundhog Day. All right. Science fiction. Yes. Normandy. They're working on a sequel. I've, I've yes. heard whispers that there's yes. a sequel yeah, in play. There's been a, a sequel and works for, for a long time, and I don't know why they haven't started doing it. Right. But it is such a good film. The, the whole premise of the film. Again, the arc. I think if we have to go back to answering the question, why do we love these war movies? It's the arc, yeah. I think yeah. because we're, we're repeating this a lot. It's the... It's the the, the the evolution of a specific mm -hmm, character within mm -hmm, a whole mm -hmm. context and his arc being this person who's he's a spokesperson for war he has nothing to do with war and slowly has to have this responsibility of mm -hmm. being the one to to defeat these monsters with Emily Blunt and how again the whole Groundhog Day affect him yes. reliving that battle and it, sometimes some things work sometimes they don't his whole training his whole uh, evolution 
fascinating movie, very underrated, but because I don't think it did as well as it should. Yes, it did okay. Yes, that's why it has a sequel. But but if you haven't watched this movie, oh, go do it. Do go do it go now. Watch go it. do it now. Do go watch it. Um, my f- my uh, underrated war film isn't exactly a war film, but war is involved in it, yep. and it's called Wag the Dog. Uh, you know, I was thinking about that. Yeah. yeah, it is Wag the Dog, and and the whole concept is how I love this. Yeah, film. it's it's about how uh, uh, um, it, almost like a production company fakes a war yeah. for political reasons and and all that stuff. And in the climate that we're living in today, I think this film is very relevant. Yeah, um, and 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 super good, brilliant performances by all the actors. Um, you know, my favorite moment is where they hire this young girl. I think it was Kristen Dunst. Kristen Dunst. Yeah, they hire her screen. to be. You know, it's a green screen, and she has a cat, and it's like the cat is dying and you know they're they're, they're all over war all over and it's all fake and they're faking it um but i love the message behind this film i love what this film is trying to say and and uh uh, you know exposing the media for for the monster that it is in, in a lot of ways all right real or fake time i can hear you really yeah okay wow wow it's that loud. That's so cool. Okay. Um, real or fake time. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, without wasting too much time because we're a little crunchy on the time here. Um, so let's just start. Okay. Here is the first one. On the wall of Helm's Deep during the battle, a one-eyed warrior turns to the camera, revealing his scarred, empty socket. This was not a prosthetic. This was actually a one-eyed man that Peter Jackson saw and liked and used. Yep. That's real. It is real. He was actually wearing an eye patch, and uh, Peter Jackson told him to remove the eye patch, and he saw his eye, and he used him in the shot. I mean, there's so much gore in that scene. That, <laughs> why not? Yeah. It's an extra fi- uh, no eye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so here is the second one. Some of the radio chatter in uh, Black Hawk Down was taken from actual radio transmissions made during the actual battle. Sure. Yeah, real. And you are correct. That is very, very real indeed. Okay, here we go. Um, Here's another one. In Pearl Harbor, the scene that shows the Japanese planes attacking the hospital caused a great uproar because in both Japan and among Pearl Harbor veterans, because that never happened. I'm going to go with real. I don't know why. I just have a feeling that it could because it's so weird that it could be real. It is real, wow. actually, um, because even the uh, Pearl Harbor veterans and survivors of Pearl Harbor, they said that the Japanese people flew over the hospital, but they did not shoot. Actually, the Japanese were under very strict orders not to shoot at civilians per se okay. and and places where there could be a lot of so whatnot. So um, but Michael Bay thought that this would make the battle seem more barbaric. So he had them actually shooting up the hospital. All right. All right. All, All right. right. OK, here we go. Um, Tom Sizemore, actor Tom Sizemore, was battling a drug addiction during production of uh, Saving Private Ryan, um, and Steven Spielberg gave him an ultimatum that he would be blood tested on set every day of filming, and if he failed, the, he would be replaced, and the film, the all the scenes with him would be reshot. I think someone like Spielberg would do that. Yes, real. It is real. Um, and uh, he actually was clean until the end of production. However. A few months after Saving Private Ryan uh, wrapped, Tom Sizemore relapsed, unfortunately. Um, But yes, that is that is um, the case. Um, All right, here we (laughs) go. What? Any 
anything not real or fake? Working on it. Okay. All right. Um, fake. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So um, in, I, in, in Empire Strikes Back, the shot uh, where Luke uses his Jedi power to retrieve his lightsaber was actually achieved via an invisible uh, string that pulled up the uh, lightsaber. Mm, that's a tough one. I think it's real. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, real. Fake. Ooh, um, yes, finally, we got a fake one. Yes. Um, so actually, it's a shot in reverse. <laughs> he Mark it. Hamill throws it. <laughs> yeah. It's a shot in reverse. Um, and uh, 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 finally here before we end our show for today, here we go. Here's the final one. In Avengers Infinity War, Drax's line, I'll do you one better, why is Gamora, was ad-libbed yeah. by Dave Bautista. Yeah, that's, that's real. That is very real. It was actually an idea given to Dave Bautista by... Chris Pratt. Okay. So it wasn't simply uh, uh, Dave Bautista on his own, but Chris Pratt kind of was part of he that. He got some help from Star-Lord. Yeah, I mean, like, but it's still one of the most epic moments, I it think, in Infinity War. You know, like, what is Gamora? I'll do you one better. Why is, is Gamora? Gamora? Um, no, why is Gamora? Why, what, where, who? Yeah, so it's it's who is Gamora, what is Gamora, and then he says, I'll do you one better. Why is yeah. Gamora? And and is a is a brilliant moment. And then oh. Like why MC no. <laughs> okay, guys, on that note, we're gonna end our spotlight on war cinema for today. It was a lot of fun, as always. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, you could do so at Al Mahana for me on my end, on Instagram and on Twitter. And I'm had.solo on Instagram. Only Instagram. If you want to check out our, our uh, website, which is now up. Super cool website. Um, you can stream all of our episodes. You don't need a podcast app to do that. You can uh, you know stream them on your phone, etc. It works really well with mobile. Um, you can do so at www.scriptoscreenpod.com, which is also our Facebook handle as well, scriptoscreenpod, facebook.com slash scriptoscreen. It's the number two. The number two. Really yes, guys. yes, yes. We've been getting tagged by people or people have tried to tag us on Instagram as script.2 dot screen that's not us um we don't have a handle for the show on instagram um we have a hashtag not a handle yeah so it's script number two number screen. two screen pod uh on facebook and the website as well um you can check out you can you can listen to us on youtube on Facebook, we're just putting the audio out there. No more videos. Yep, no more videos. We're focusing solely on the audio. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying the content we're putting out there. Um, you know, make sure you check out my film reviews on the podcast. Hod's film reviews on his Instagram page, reviewed in sixty seconds. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's 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 super super fun. He does some really nice uh, uh, <laughs> visuals, some, silly, some goofy stuff. Which, by the way, I noticed um, um, you're fighting with my family. You didn't show up. No, I did a John Cena. You have to be a wrestling fan to get it. John Cena has a move called You You Can't See Me. Oh. And there are ongoing jokes online, which is John Cena, You Can't See Me. So all you see is my hand waving at the camera in the end. Oh, I didn't even, yeah. I was like, I'm very confused because he said he wanted to do audio reviews. Is this what he meant? No. <laughs> like, I was like, this is very strange. He this keeps, is a You Can't See Me moment. That's yeah. why I even say, like John Cena, You Can't See Me. Oh, dad, I missed that. I miss that. But really well done on that uh, review, as thank always. You, thank you. Um, his reviews are 60 seconds. It doesn't take a lot of time to watch them, but you do laugh for 60 seconds because he is one creative feller. Thank you. Thank you, bud. 
Um, on that note, yeah, I mean, this is this is awesome. On Wednesdays now, you can catch Spotlight on Wednesdays from now on. Um, and and news, hour. news Hour on Saturdays. Uh, we've got a few really cool things coming up very soon. We've got our roundtable for our post-Oscars uh, yeah. uh, because they were the Oscars were on last Sunday. Um, so we're going to be talking about them, talking about our reactions. This is why we kind of didn't mention anything on today's episode. Um, so yeah, we're very excited for what's to come. And although today's episode was about war we don't promote war we promote love peace and non-toxicity yes exactly and to quote rose tico who is a very uh, not very much loved character in in the star wars universe um that's how we win yeah. by saving what we love not fighting what we hate as cheesy as that line is i love that line I it's better than i don't like sand or whatever <laughs> so here we go uh this is it from us thank you so much for joining us as usual had Always a pleasure, my friend. Always a pleasure, my friend. Have a great, great day. And, and remember, safe, everyone. remember, always go watch movies. Always watch movies and have conversations about them. Yeah, non-toxically. Non-toxically, but critically. All right, we're out of here, guys. See ya.